Having agency is defined as the capacity of individuals to act independently and to make their own free choices. Tune in to get an inside look at the inspiring uphill climb of businesswomen from around the world. I'm your host, Cheryl Gillihan, and this is Woman-Owned Agency. All right, Lauren, so good to have you with me today. If you would go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience, love to learn more about you and your organization. Absolutely. Thank you, Cheryl. It's really fun to be here with you. Um, my name is Lauren Quedar Cockrell, and I am the president of my PR and marketing strategic communications company, Quedar PR, here in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes, and we actually met because of uh, some work that you were doing here in Fort Worth for Entrepreneurs Organization, the Fort Worth chapter. Um, and I was a part of that EO Fort Worth. Uh, marketing uh, promotion that you were doing and kudos on that. They're already utilizing it. And it is amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And it was fun to be a part of that project. Um, But I'm curious because of that, you know, um, engagement with entrepreneurs organizations, do you consider yourself an entrepreneur? I do. You know, you know, sometimes it's like, am I a business owner? Am I an entrepreneur? But I think I do have the heart of an entrepreneur and I certainly resonate with entrepreneurs. And I think it's always been a part of me, even from being a kid, thinking about my future, you know, in my, in my soul, I think I've always wanted to own a business and help other business owners and other people be successful. Yeah. I didn't actually think of myself as an entrepreneur until I joined EO. Mm. (laughs) And so it's interesting having joined the chapter and being around so many other business owners, some of them, you know, very small business owners like myself. Mm. And um, I didn't know what the entrepreneurial mindset was because I wasn't raised around that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I just kind of fell into business ownership and I thought, you know, all of this is by accident. But now that I am part of EO, I realized None of this is by accident. Like no. it's really hard work <laughs> to be a business owner and it takes a special person. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me more about, you know, your business journey, kind of where, where things started. What's your origin story? Like from when I was a child or, you know, for a few years ago. Sure. <laughs> Up well, to you. Where would you like to start? Um, as I, as we're reflecting, you know, it's, it's so funny when you talked about stumbling into something, I honestly feel like our, our journeys are, are our direction. You know, there's no wrong turn. The, the winding road leads us to where we're going to go. Um, and I was thinking about being a young girl, um, maybe early middle school. Um, I decided I wanted to make some money and what is available to a young girl? Well, usually babysitting. Um, but I wasn't just going to go babysit. I, I thought about, I thought long and hard, but I was going to make me an, a marketable babysitter and what's important to parents safety. So I, I went to cook children's, our local children's hospital and took babysitting safety classes, you know, uh, CPR and, and other, you know, poison safety and things like that. And I remember just riding around on my bike in the neighborhood with Epicap syrup in my backpack at all times, you're ready for any poison emergencies. Um, and just, I was really keen to have this little babysitting business. Unfortunately, I was not a good babysitter and was fired from all my babysitting jobs. <laughs> um, uh, it turns out I was only equipped to care for my own children. Um, but 
you know, it's just, a, it's funny to think back to be, long before I ever thought or even knew what public relations was, which is part of what I do now. I was thinking about marketing myself and running a business and all that. Um, but flash forward to college, I went to a small liberal arts school in Memphis, Tennessee called Rhodes College. Um, and I got a business degree, but I got emphases in finance and marketing. And then I also loved the English language and literature. And so I, I did a lot of English literature work as well. And when I got out of school, I thought, I have no idea what I want to do. I'd done some financial planning internships and things like that. And I thought that might be my path. Um, but I, I stumbled, quote unquote, stumbled into an internship at a PR firm here. And it was just like a duck finding water for the first time, just marrying business and solving business problems with writing and communications and messaging. I thought, oh my God, where has this been? <laughs> this, this is it. This is what I want to do. Um, but it wasn't just what, what I wanted to do. I remember sitting down with my mentor, Paige Hendricks, and telling her, I want your job. I mean, this is probably month three of my internship saying, I, I want to do what you do one day. This, I want to own this business. And I went from intern to vice president um, in, in my term there. I, I ultimately left there to explore what it'd be like to be um, on an in-house side, you know, be working for the client side. And, and that was a great experience too, learning what it meant to be a client and what it felt like to have good or bad service. Um, but ultimately I really missed I miss my clients. I miss being out in the community. I miss helping a lot of people. I miss the variety that came with working with a lot of businesses. And so in the fall of 2017, when I was eight months pregnant with our second child, I decided now, now's a great time. <laughs> now's a great time for change. Uh, and so I hung out my shingle and, and started Queen RPR. That is such a great story. Um, you were so much more on top of it with your, your babysitting game. I, <laughs> I just said, I'm here and available. Call me if you want a babysitter. I have none of the certifications or anything to market myself. Um, but unlike you, I actually grew my babysitting business to like 40 clients. That's amazing. Because I always said yes. I was like, yeah, I don't have to go out on Saturday night. Sure, I'll babysit for you. <laughs> you know? So I wasn't allowed to date either. So I didn't have any boyfriends or anything mm. to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I ended up being a competitive golfer. So that took up all my, my weekend time too. But yeah, no, it, it, was, it was not my path. That's okay. It's <laughs> not your path. <laughs> um, apparently it wasn't my path either because I hung up that hat a long time ago. <laughs> Um, but no, it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, when we were young, some of the things that were ingrained into us and, and what parts of our personality maybe are like innate and, um, actually something that, uh, is part of who we are, you know, and, mm -hmm. and what we bring to the table. So for me, it was like, I'll figure it out as I go. Like, I don't mm -hmm. know how to do that yet but I know that I can do it and I'll just figure it out. And I think that, you know, somewhere in my Colby score says that, you know, I'm a quick start. <laughs> and I think that is so relevant and it's still how I do things today. You know, it's like, I don't know how to do that yet, but I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, 
or I'll surround myself with the people who do know how to do that, that are experts in that, which is mm -hmm. another reason that you and I kind of, you know, connected at a deeper level and had, you know, follow-up conversations. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to share with our audience some of the specialties of, of your agency and really what you bring to the table, because it's different from some of the things that I bring to the table, even though I also run an agency. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some of the things that are clients really appreciate and you know the feedback we get so we're, we're a full service PR and marketing firm which means I, I tend to work with small to medium sorry not medium-sized businesses but small businesses in the one to ten million revenue range um, they've, they've been around for a few years and they've gotten to that point where every business owner has to make some decisions about what do they need to let go of you know what am I not the expert at what do I need to focus on to really grow my business and a lot of times one thing that's really easy maybe not easy, but one thing that's really smart to let go of is your PR and marketing and, and allow someone to, who's an expert in that come alongside you and really chart the course forward to create a strategy and implement that for you. So, um, so that's something that we do. We're, we are strategists first um, and we help businesses identify where they need to go and what they need to do to achieve those goals. Um, also really great at messaging. So having really clear, strong messaging um, it's so funny whenever I deliver a new message for a client, I almost always hear, you know, how did you do that? We've been trying to do that for years and you got it, you know, in, in one. Um, and, you know, I'm like flipping my hair. Uh, but uh, it's, it's so fun and gratifying because it's, it's to be able to come in and do that. I mean, it's, it's so hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. Um, so to be able to come alongside someone and, and hear what they're really saying and, and to crystallize it and put it down on paper for them so that they can go out and really start to communicate who they are and how they're different and how they can really solve the problems of their customers. So um, strategy and messaging are where we truly excel and how we set ourselves apart. And then just being able to solve people's problems um, and, and also being someone to be a cheerleader too. I, I say that um, we divide sorrows and multiply joys. So I'm the first phone call when something bad happens, <laughs> um, you know, literal life and death stuff, as well as just, uh oh, this, this could be a problem. How do we, how do we handle it? How do we do the right thing? How do we ameliorate this challenge? Um, and also really joyful times too. Like, oh my gosh, we're going to be in Bon Appetit magazine, um, you know, 10 years ago that happened for one of my clients. What, what do we do to make sure that this isn't just a flash in the pan? How do we ride this wave for as long as possible to make it a true game changer rather than just a moment? So that's, it's really gratifying for me to, to be that phone call, uh, to be there for people. I love helping people shine. I love being backstage, you know, filling out award applications and helping people really reach their dreams. And, you know, a lot of people aren't doing what they do just for self-gratification. Like they're doing something that they're trying to achieve something. They're trying to help somebody, trying to solve some problem. Um, and so being able to shine a spotlight on them or help them get safely to the other side, um, that's, you know, I really enjoy doing that and being a part of people's, people's lives and, and their businesses. Yeah, that's great. And so do you work with um, most of your clients long-term or is it um, something that you can engage with them on a short-term project as well? It totally varies. I, I have a client that's been with me for over 10 years, and then I have some that they just come in for the, you know, a dose of vitamin messaging <laughs> and then they move on. Um, you know, it's some, we just, we kind of do long-term projects and that concludes and they feel empowered to take it in-house, which is great. I want people to, I don't want people to feel like they, they have to be with me. I want them to choose, choose to be with us. Um, and so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's totally split almost 50, 50 right now between long-term retainer clients where we're doing the day in, day, day out, um, all of their, all of their marketing 
and then, you know, some specific projects helping people just get to that next level. That's wonderful. What would you say is your specific like superpower within your agency? <laughs> um, definitely the strategy and messaging part. And, you know, I love, I love solving problems. I'm almost an incurable problem solver. I have to really watch myself, you know, like, do you want advice or just a listening ear? <laughs> I have to make sure I do that in my personal life too. Like, that is interesting. Tell me how you would like to, to respond to that. Cause I just really want to solve your problem for you. <laughs> um, but that I think you know, those, those are the pieces where that that's my lane where I have a team now that can handle some of the other day-to-day content or, or things like that. But I, I step in for that, that strategy, both short and long-term strategy. Um, and then the, the really crystallized messaging. So that will serve as the underpinning for everything else. And so because I've needed some of this uh, work already <laughs> and because, you know, I, I know a little bit about you already and we met through an engagement where you were actually doing a project for um, another client that I'm partners with, um, how, I guess my, my main question is, to me, it seems really clear what you do, but mm-hmm. are there points where people misunderstand what you do? Like, how do you explain Let's go back to our mothers. We were talking about our mothers before we got on this call. How do you explain what you do to your mother? <laughs> well, my mom will be watching this. Um, <laughs> um, you, you know, it's interesting. I, I I try not to tailor it too much. I try to be consistent with my messaging too, although, you know, I have to be my own good, good client as well. Um, interestingly, I will confess that I finally hired someone to help me with my messaging last year, because like I said, it's so hard to do it for yourself. You, you know, there's just this victim of all this a priori knowledge, like what's important. How do I, how do I trim this? Um, and I need someone else to look at it and be like, no, this is where you're special. This is what, you know, this is exciting. Do this. Um, so just side note, um, even the experts need to help sometimes. Um, so what, well, what, I, what I'll say, it's funny with PR and marketing, I'll, I find that business owners can come to the table with some baggage at times with, with the, what those mean, or just preconceived notions. Um, in my industry, a lot of folks equate public relations with the media part of it, or only publicity. So helping people understand that marketing is a a function of sales. So we help get the butts and seeds. We convert your prospects to customers, that whole thing. Um, And then the public relations part is a function of management, you know, helping drive your, your business forward, helping you achieve internal and external communication goals. Really um, in the last two years, I've probably done almost as much internal communication as we've done external communication. So helping people understand that running a business doesn't have to be this hard. We can help solve all of your communication problems and allow you to have less stress and you focus on what you're great at and move forward and uh, achieve your business goals. Yeah, that's a really good point. It really is just all about general communication, internal Mm -hmm. and external. And, you know, we say that when we're talking about, you know, core values, core values are not just for your team. It's also aligning with your clients and making sure business decisions are aligned. You know, it's a holistic um, thing. And I think that communications is the same way. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I appreciate that perspective on it. Um, So you said you love 
to do the strategy piece of it. And mm. you just lit up when you said that. <laughs> um, and so I don't, I don't like to ask like, what is your favorite? Because I know I can never answer that question. <laughs> and if our clients are watching, I'm like, well, I can't just call one of them out. <laughs> um, so I would, I would just like to know, like, would you share with us um, if you're able and don't have, you know, a a non-disclosure, like a fun strategy project that you did? Mm. Good question. Well, we, uh, while I'm thinking about that answer, I will say that we always begin with strategy. Um, you know, if someone comes to us and just says, I, I need help, you know, well, that's good. Good to know. We're going to start with where we do um, high-level audit and recommendations in a, in a strategic plan outline. Before we, before we start moving forward, we're always providing that service because whether you need to get from here or New York, you need a car to, you know, around the corner of New York, you need a car to get you there. Um, and so we have to build, and we have to build the whole car. It can't just have a steering wheel. Um, so we really make sure that strategy feeds all of our work together. Um, so, oh, gosh. <laughs> to think about that. <laughs> um, they're, they're all my favorite, uh, obviously, Cheryl. <laughs> That's why I didn't say favorite. I just said share a fun one. I'm sure they're all fun too, because it's what you love doing. But well, one, uh, so a recent example, I really enjoyed. Um, so the project that you and I got to do together was um, we, the local chapter of EO hired my, uh, me and my strategic partner, uh, Nicole Ellis of BBN agency to, uh, we actually began with messaging and some strategy to help align, um, what it is that EO is offering its members. And then we also helped them retool all of their marketing materials so that everything was consistent. Everything had a purpose repackage it so it was almost like product labeling so you always knew that this this color meant meant this type of event and, and so on and so forth and so really clean them up and help um look more consistent and professional because you're a professional organization that is expected and you know it helps create trust whether the audience realizes it or not so we, we did that project and then they came to us and said you know we really feel like we need a video to showcase why this organization is so special and help our members understand the value and then also quickly convey the value to prospective members. And so using that, that messaging work and that strategy to inform the, the, the treatment and the questions that we were going to ask the select members such as you, um, we, we were able to then have really great interviews and very quickly cut a fabulous sizzle reel that, I mean, I know it's already brought in some members or some prospects. So I think that's really exciting. <laughs> um, so, so being, you know, a lot of the times our work can be longer tail. It's not quite as, in, um, uh, I guess it's serotonin inducing, <laughs> um, you know, I don't quite get that quick hit because um, it's, you know, it's, I'll know a few years later if something was successful or not, but being able to produce a video that people were really excited about and then hearing that someone saw it in a Facebook group and thought that that is me. I need this so badly. Where do I sign up? I, I love, I love that. <laughs> Yeah. And as a small business owner and an entrepreneur, you know, sometimes you just need to hear what other people are going through. And when that video mm -hmm. really captures, you know, when yep. um, we're utilizing that resource and we're utilizing that community. And I think that piece of it can spark this 
this thing in in a in a in an audience member to say that's what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I think is missing. That's what I need. That's the community that I want to be a part of. Um, So yeah, yeah, it was a really well done piece, you know, high production value. So thank you so much (laughs) for that. I mean, that was amazing. Um, You mentioned something else that I think might get missed. And that's some of the changes that you recommend. Some of the changes that are made are very subtle. Mm-hmm. and almost subliminal and yeah. they're they need to just um ruminate for a while for them to take effect you know mm-hmm. um and so that that color change for example mm-hmm. I was like yeah that did happen <laughs> and I didn't recognize that it was happening until you said it just now mm-hmm. but it immediately clicked for me like oh yeah I did start recognizing that things were a little bit different as I was Mm -hmm. receiving those communications. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was like a subtle change and it wasn't like in my face, but I started to understand what it meant over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that was you. So (laughs) awesome job. Yes. Yes. Well, it's, it's with things like the advent of Canva, which is an incredible tool um, for, for really anyone, whether you're a very sophisticated designer or a total Luddite um, like, like me, uh, you know, being able to create such cool graphics, you know, people can go hog wild in there, but then you realize that as a brand, if, if multiple people are doing things, or even, or even if it's just one person, you, you know, if you're pulling a bunch of different templates, you're not applying brand colors and all that, things just start to get murky. You don't even, you know, if you saw something in your feed, in your feed, you wouldn't know, oh, it belongs to this organization. It's just, it's just another uh, Canva template or whatnot. Um, and being able to create consistent branding across the board, to be able to be like, you know, that that's EO in my feed or, or whatever organization, or, you know, when you get an email, it's clear, you you know, it, it really helps focus people's fractured attention too. everyone's so distracted right now. If you can give anybody a leg up so that they're cutting through the clutter there, it's clear people know who it's from and what they need to do as quickly as possible. You're going to do so much better than everything else that's in the inbox. And I'm sure it helps with the execution of that too, because Mm -hmm. the template is consistent. Um, And so, and because of the consistency of the templates, I recognize what it means when I'm scrolling really fast through something and, Mm -hmm. you know, I will pause because I'm like, oh, I know what that is. (laughs) Um, And I know that I want to read whatever that is. And so, yeah, that's really helpful and good to know. The other thing is we work, you know, primarily with nonprofits and social Mm -hmm. enterprises and Canva is a very accessible tool for them, yep. Um, yep. not only to utilize it, but from a cost perspective, um, it's very mm-hmm. cost effective and can be a, a resource. Yeah. It beats that Adobe Suite monthly fee, hands down. Yes. <laughs> which I still pay, but you know, we do too. <laughs> <laughs> Necessary. It's the only way I can open AI files. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and got to do that a few times a year. <laughs> um. And so the main reason that, you know, I am hosting this podcast specific to women-owned agencies is because I want to empower women-owned businesses Mm -hmm. and women-owned agencies. And right now we're really focused on sort of the digital technical agencies Uh um, because I feel like there aren't enough of us in this space, you know, breaking through in in the digital space. And so um, I think it's growing. 
but I Mm want to empower other women. And so um, what are some of the things in your organization that you look to work with other women owned agencies and, you know, collaborate with other women owned agencies? And absolutely. So I have, I have a primary collaborative partner. I mentioned her earlier, Nicole Ellis. Um, She's a fantastic designer, um, branding, digital marketing websites. And so we say I'm the words and she's the pictures. And so words obviously are are very powerful. You know, um, they have the power to, you know, ease a broken heart, to to solve a lot of problems, but they can also start wars too, you know, if they use the wrong one. Um, But while words are powerful, when you have imagery that goes with it, really well it elevates it to such a new level that is is really exciting and so I I love working with her Um, we do beautiful work together and then um, I also I currently work with um, sort of digital my I have a fractional CFO (laughs) they're they're they're, you know digital Um, Sarah Webb of Web CFO and then um, I uh, worked with Alaya Harris of Flourish Marketing Company out of California to help me with my messaging. We, she, she actually hired me first for some PR and media planning. And then I turned around and said, I, I need your help now. <laughs> uh, we're both Story Brand Certified Guides. And so that's how I met her. And um, so we've, we've, we've helped each other out this past year. Um, if there is a woman listening to this who runs an SEO, SEM company, give me a holler. I'd love to talk to you. That's not something that we offer. Um, it's something that we do get questions about, and it's not something that we're interested in adding uh, from a staffing perspective or just boning up on our own. It, it, this stuff changes so quickly. Um, so that is something that we are, we are looking to add, you know, we need a great partner who knows their stuff and wants to work with some cool people. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so SEO is not something that our agency does either yet, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we do the initial SEO audits. So mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. that need an audit, we do provide those, but we don't yeah. do any of the day-to-day work. I mean, really yeah. is like a full-time daily yeah. job yeah. to keep up yeah. with it. Um, exactly. So. Nicole, my partner, she you know knows knows enough and is very competent and can do that, that initial work. And set, when she sets up the website, it's in good shape. But as far as mm-hmm. anything like 301 level and above, <laughs> she didn't want anything to do with it. <laughs> well, in the minute you add new content, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've yeah. changed all of that. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you need to keep yeah. it up and there's an upkeep there. So definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anybody else that I should interview? It sounds like maybe I should interview Nicole. Oh, I would love for you to. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think you would really enjoy talking to Alea too. She's an incredible agency owner um, doing really big stuff. She, um, she actually has been tapped by StoryBrand a few times to help teach some of their live streams. Uh, so she is somebody to watch for sure. Well, I know a lot about StoryBrand. I've read the book. I've mm-hmm. been on the website. I use the resources. Um, but for our audience that doesn't know much about StoryBrand, talk a little bit about StoryBrand and Donald sure. Miller. So, um, so StoryBrand is a company um, owned by Donald Miller. You, if you know his name, you might know him from his days as a Christian memoirist. Um, but then um, a number of years ago, he started the company StoryBrand and created a framework of messaging that is easy to uh, replicate and really create strong messages that tap into the problems that our customers are facing and helps 
get attention in a crowded marketplace. And I've been a certified guide since April, 2019, and it's been a tremendous boost to my business. And I love being a part of the community. It's, it's a really positive, wonderful, supportive community. And so um, I highly recommend you check it out if you're aware of it. Um, uh, but folks who know are big fans. <laughs> um, and it really, it's one of those things you just, once you know about it, it's like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. Um, and so it's, it's really helped me create even stronger messaging um, and website content for our clients. And then I use it across all of them. It, you know, being able to be a clear writer is an indispensable skill. Um, and so it sort of informs a lot of what we do. Yeah, it has really changed my storytelling capabilities. Um, mm -hmm. And so for those that know me, when I talk about our work, I'm usually never talking about the technical bits and bytes of it. I'm never talking about the platforms that we use. It's yeah. all about the stories and the impact and how it's changed lives because that's yeah. what's important. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the part of our mission that matters. It's not the mm -hmm. tool that we're using. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, understanding that, People don't buy because of features, like you said, features and benefits. They they make a decision based on how it makes them feel. You know what what's the promise that's being offered to them? What do, do they understand what I'm really going through? And I think, you know, you can really outperform your competition if you're able to clearly convey those things. Yeah, it's really hard though because we do get requests for proposals, and those are all mm. just a bulleted list of yeah. features. <laughs> and so I have to go back and say, but what do you really need yeah. to happen? <laughs> Um, <laughs> what are these features really going to do? Um, what is the pain point? Uh, are you creating a community? Are you, you know, uh, providing personalized learning management? You know, what, what is it really that needs to happen mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. Um, and so we always, again, have to start with strategy like you do. Yeah. Um, and we have to think about, you know, what the real impact of the work is going to be. Mm -hmm. so, Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing more about StoryBrand because I am yeah. such a fan and uh, wanted to make sure people understood what that was and that it wasn't just like in passing. Oh yeah, I'm StoryBrand certified. <laughs> I know. No, it's, know. it's a big deal that you're StoryBrand certified. Um, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I am my own worst cheerleader at times. <laughs> I need I need a hype girl to, to not do it for me. <laughs> I'm good at that. I'm a good cheerleader. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything right now that you're currently learning or interested in like any uh podcasts or books or uh things that you're learning currently that you would like to share well I love learning all the things I really um I consume things quickly I love I love podcasts books audiobooks the whole thing I usually have a couple podcasts and a, a reading book a couple of them and an audiobook running at any given time um and one thing so I would say I've taken my business about as far as I can go solely on my own, you know, from the lessons I've learned the easy way and the hard way. Um, and I actually, I, I, I told you offline, but I joined EO Accelerator Group, which is um, for designed for entrepreneurs who are trying to get to that, that next level. And so I did that last fall. And so I'm looking and so I'm doing a lot of reading about um, entrepreneurship and finances and accounting and all that fun stuff, but I actually really do enjoy it. It's sort of, it's a, it's a joyful thing to learn more about for me. And I, I'm kind of an autodidact by nature, um, but I'm doing a lot of reading around that. And I, I, I usually have a content marketing book running at any given time, just trying to always level up, trying to always find the next best way to deliver something for clients so that we're more efficient and they get 
their bang for their their buck at all times. Um, but yeah, no, those are those are the things I've got running right now. So you mentioned um, EO and Accelerator and the book that they focus on is Scaling Up. And then yep. the other book that they focus on is Traction mm, and, yes. mm-hmm. you know, the Entrepreneurial Operating System in EOS. So thinking back to what you were saying earlier about, you know, you hired somebody to help you with your own PR. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you're too close to the problem and you can't focus, even though you know all the right things to do, <laughs> you can't seem to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they say, you know, the, the mechanics car is like the worst possible car because they come home <laughs> and they don't work on their yeah. own car. Um, I always feel like, yeah, well, we haven't redesigned our website yet because we're working on everybody else's website. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And EOS is one of those instances where we read the book, we totally got it. We were bought in. We were like, yes, and then we self-implemented. Mm-hmm. That was not a great idea. It's really <laughs> hard to self-implement. Um, mm-hmm. And so it, it sometimes helps to have outside perspective, you know, really, whether it's a, a self, an implementer that you hire or a cohort or a group that you're working collaboratively with and are held accountable mm-hmm. <laughs> to certain mm-hmm. things, um, it's really helpful to have that outside perspective to help guide that. Um, because we just get in our own way sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, just because you can doesn't mean you will. <laughs> it's, yes. You, know, you always, um, you always focus on the, I mean, I get, get a much better, bigger uh, uh, hit of joy from helping a client than I do from slogging out my own website content. So um, I usually get pushed to the back burner, but I try not to. <laughs> I do try to carve out time during the week to focus on our internal business needs, but it's, it's challenging. Yeah, I think some of that is also personality too. I mean, it's innate <laughs> in my personality to be a bit of a helper. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and I think, you know, most of the women are interviewing, I'm interviewing are in that same category. We're helpers. And so it's easier to focus on everybody else's projects first. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yes. That applies to a lot of areas of my life, but I'm trying to be better about it. (laughs) So, well, I really appreciate you joining me today. I can't wait to share this episode with our entire audience and I wish you all the best and we'll definitely be reaching out to um, get the contact information for those other women because I would love to interview them and lift up their businesses too. Awesome. Thank you, Cheryl. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.